If you speak to any of my friends, they will tell you how awful I am at introductions. However, let me try it one more time, and you judge for yourself. Podcast, meet political journalist. Political journalist, meet podcast. Now, it was last year that I was introduced to politics, running in the general election. It was a couple of years ago I was introduced to journalism, running my homeless campaign. And it was in the last year where I was introduced to podcasting. Now, you can go to your newsagent or a local supermarket and pick up a newspaper and see fine, amazing political journalism written down. But the new phenomenon political journalism is podcasting now you can go onto your favorite podcast app and type in politics and you'll see hundreds of politics podcasts here in the uk in the us in the middle east and some will be huge names and others will be small independent podcasts like sug sound now i listen to a range of podcasts every day um politics and documentary podcasts etc and I learn so much from them and I take so much from them and they enable you to listen to a politician talk and it gives you a new depth and a new insight into the issues they're talking about and you're passionate about. On today's show I have Natasha who is the host of Backchat, Backbench UK's politics podcast and we talk about being an aspiring journalist. So I'm going to let podcasting, journalism and politics do what it does best. So I have a budding political journalist with me and I'm going to let Natasha introduce herself. Hello. Hi. Um, Yeah, so my name's Natasha Livingston and I suppose you could say I'm an aspiring journalist. Well, a bit like me then. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're we're all aspiring. (laughs) So just before uh, we came on the record on this podcast, Natasha and I were talking about kind of getting into uh, journalism, political journalism, uh, where neither of us have journalism degrees or neither of us are doing journalism degrees. So maybe we can talk about that a little. Firstly, tell me what do you do in terms of your political journalism? As in not my what not what I study as in the journalism stuff that I do and and yeah maybe what you study completely <laughs> okay so if we look at what I study um, I'm doing a history degree at Durham University which is in the north of England um, but I'm currently doing a year abroad so I'm studying uh, in Paris which is very nice um, just kind of doing every subject under the sun one of them does happen to be a journalism module but that was just sort of luck really um and then so i'm in my third year and then next year i will go back and finish my history degree um and then while i was at university i got involved in the newspapers societies and the radio society um and then my uh career center at the university held a journalism event and somebody who used to go to durham who now works at the bbc she's quite young um she said that one of the ways she got into journalism was through this platform called Backbench. And then I started writing for them. And then recently I applied to be an editor for them. And they said they started wanting to do podcasts. 
so then that's how I became the podcast editor and that's kind of probably the most journalistic thing I do at the moment which is yeah producing podcasts producing podcasts like you do uh, but for Backbench yeah and that <laughs> yeah it's a bit bigger than um bit bigger than my podcast um, <laughs> so you know um palatinate yeah palatinate yeah <laughs> palatinate, sorry yeah i um sorry. i did a talk in uh durham uni su last during parliament week last year oh, um, cool. with craig bateman from the uh, model oh, yes. i saw that he followed you on twitter actually yeah yeah wow small world <laughs> really small yeah. world um so yeah wow we have someone in common yeah um, so okay so tell me your um your best political interview you've done on um backbench or back chat is it called back yeah yeah back chat um I think, yeah, it has to be the one I did most recently because the podcast is very new. So we've only just recorded the last week, the fourth episode. Um, and it was with Andrew Adonis, who is a Labour peer um, and ex-Cabinet Minister. Um, and that was very exciting because he's the most high-profile person I've interviewed so far. Um, so, yeah, give it give it a listen. I, it was quite exciting to <laughs> record. I'll put the link in the um, show notes of this episode. Oh, great. Thanks. Um, um, but yeah, and I basically just, um, for people who don't know about um, Andrew, he's actually, had, you have to call him Lord, Lord. It's kind of like Lord Sugar from The Apprentice. Um, it's Lord Andrew Adonis because he's a peer. Um, but I was talking to him because uh, he is backing a people's vote, um, which basically is for everybody who doesn't want to leave the eu so i was talking to him about that um i'm, I'm yes. chuckling because it's what um so i've done two um hour-long features uh on the sound one actually last week uh about the ins and outs and the logistics of a people's vote um a name I it pains me to say it's it's just a referendum. <laughs> it is just another yeah. referendum. Um, yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. I've done so much on the people's vote. Um, I don't. I. Yeah. I mean, this is going a bit off topic, but do you want one? Um. I mean, I personally voted Remain. So. So and- did I. I mean, and I'm also at the moment, I'm an Erasmus student, so I literally am getting money from the EU, which I very much appreciate. So I think it's difficult because personally, I would rather we just hadn't voted leave in the first place or mm-hmm. the refer- the initial referendum had been done differently. But I'm, and I think it's a lovely idea that we could have another referendum and everybody would change their mind, but I'm not massively persuaded by the arguments that it would change things or really help the situation I think not necessarily fuel the far right because I know that's an argument I think I think it would just anger people generally you know we would we often talk or end up talking about Brenda from Bristol on the back chat podcast but just people you know who aren't massively interested in politics and 
everybody I think is a bit sick of Brexit and I think if there was going to be another referendum on it and everyone would have to be pulled through all the campaigns again I I just don't I'm not convinced it's the best solution but I don't really know what the solution is <laughs> no no me neither and also logistically it can't work <laughs> yeah it, and I'm not even sure the EU would accept it I don't know because they're kind of being like well you've made the bed you've got to lie in it now sort of thing and the, sure and the irony is any other referendum would be advisory like the eu one was anyway so yeah. the government could hold it or the government could approve it but then if there was an overwhelming vote to not leave the eu on the terms that are brought back the government don't have to follow it anyway because it's advisory so the government yeah. could just go, ah, yeah, that was fun. Um, I mean, it would be near political suicide if they did that, but they could. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's let's not get into that. I mean, yeah. Bob, you can listen, <laughs> listeners, if you want to go back to last month and last week uh, and listen to the ins and outs of a people's vote and the logistics of it, you can. Um I know you're really short on time. So what uh, what is your aspirations in terms of backchat and political journalism and just general? Um, well, relating to backchat, I mean, as you know, the aim with the podcast is just to get as many listeners as possible, really. And really, the way we can do that is just to be regularly producing good content and hopefully... You know, the more again, it's kind of a cycle because the more listeners you get, then the easier it will be to get more high-profile speakers and things like that. Um, but I also really, I think we want it to be something that writers for Backbench can also get involved in, so they can just feel involved in the process as well. Um, so my hope for Backchat is just that it keeps on growing, really. Um, and personally, myself, I I would ideally like to go into broadcast journalism preferably more looking at foreign news because um it's just a bit wet and cold in england really i mean you're in turkey at the moment so i'm sure you know the feeling and yeah i would i'm just international relations and politics and that kind of journalism is where my heart lies really yeah it's amazing when you go out of england i think you realize how small and restricted England is <laughs> and yeah. how like I mean I, I you know I I love it's a great country but I just there's so much of the world that I haven't seen and I know it sounds really cheesy but you know I really just I would it would do, be my dream to just have a job where I could you know and not just travel the world in a superficial way but you know as a journalist I should be able to see the world for what it actually is and you know uncover what it actually is but again I know that sounds very idealistic <laughs> well uh, you've got to have dreams and aspirations to be able to go out and achieve them and I mean uh, if you this is how I see England if you think people complain about Twitter being an echo chamber England is like the country version of Twitter yeah <laughs> it's just an echo chamber in itself yeah and completely we don't really look at other people's politics that much I mean, yeah. we look at America's quite a lot for obvious reasons, but we don't look outside our country very much. 
Yeah. And, yeah, like, I mean, I can't do political journalism over in Turkey because I will literally get locked up in a jail. Yeah. But, um... It's a reasonable concern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of, kind of puts me off. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a risky guy. I, you know, if you drop me in the middle of Syria, I, I would love, love to report on it. But, um, I'm, yeah, I'm not... I'm not kind of going to risk going to jail just yet. No. <laughs> I'm still young. Um, I like to think I am. So yeah. <laughs> you never know. Well, yeah. Probably shouldn't joke about that. They might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you? What's your background like? What's your aspirations in terms of journalism? Like, do you have? Do you have a certain path you're you want to go down? Do you have contacts? Do you are you just going to kind of go in blind and navigate it, or what's what's your kind of path into journalism? Yeah, well, I am pretty much going in blind. Um, obviously, you can get advice from you know you know the internet is a great tool, um, but yeah, I come from. I know basically, I went to. Durham and even though it's a northern uni everybody is basically from Surrey so I sound increasingly posh which is really depressing but I'm actually was born in York and I went to a state comprehensive um in York and you know it was it's a great state school but obviously the opportunities and the alumnus and everything is just not the same as you know private schools and more privileged people and unfortunately journalism as a whole is a very elite group uh, and th- and there are things which are trying to to change it um there's a really good website called journal resources um which lists internships and has collections of advice for people who don't have the connections and they've set up you know some kind of mentoring schemes for student journalists and so there are you know increasing opportunities that um i'm just kind of utilizing to you know, kind of make up for the lack of contacts that maybe some people would have got from an early age. Um, but it's one thing that I do worry about going into journalism as to whether or not, you know, it's it's not a level playing field. And a lot of people do a master's in journalism, often in London, which those two things together are very, very expensive. So that would, my path would be to somehow, I'm just planning to navigate all of this find the money find the contacts not really sure how that's going to happen but you just as you say you've just got to be optimistic <laughs> yeah i mean I, so i interviewed um it's quite uncanny really i interviewed uh someone the other day on the podcast which um he did a history history degree in three different universities and wow. um came out and went uh, I really want to get into like radio shows and music and producing and kind of on air journalism um, and on air audio. And we talked about, and you can listen to it, we talked about it kind of having a dream and chasing it and kind of just going where it takes you and seeing where it takes you. But what was really important. And really nice about Alex's story was how he had a he had a goal and he just 
worked really hard and is working really hard um, and just kind of took every opportunity that was thrown at him and yeah it's paid off he's got a year contract with three of his uh, friends on Transmission Radio and Camden Roundhouse in London which is a quite a well yeah that's excellent yeah um, yeah and you know he doesn't have a goals <laughs> hmm goals <laughs> yeah yeah hashtag goals um yeah and it's the same for you and it's the same for me you know we, we all actually all want to kind of get into a form of journalism um be it on air or written or video um yeah it's quite it's quite funny like we all <laughs> kind of are working towards the same goal so yeah um i think the internet is really amazing for that though in that i think it is really it can do a lot to bridge the gap of the traditional barriers. Um, I mean, Backbench, for one, obviously, you know, you, we can, just as we're doing now, you can do the podcast from your bedroom. You don't need to pay for trains or accommodation or live in a certain place. I mean, you know, and even, you know, this conversation we wouldn't be having, was it not for Twitter? So, you know, I, I really, I'm hoping that, you know, we can use new opportunities to be successful <laughs> yeah I mean really quickly before you go because um, I know you're short on time do you I, I've spoken to kind of a couple of journalists who I know from newspapers and stuff and they say that kind of traditional journalism how you and I see it is is dying because of social media and because people aren't consuming news in the same way yeah um what do you what do you think to that so like <laughs> it's funny the journalism you and I kind of want to get into is is kind of declining at the same time as we're trying to get into it and ironically like you said you and I like I found you we found each other via Twitter via the very platform or one of the platforms which is kind of bringing down traditional journalism uh, as we knew it what's your take on that trying to get into something that is declining because of social media well i think you really have to distinguish between which which parts of the industry are declining because it's really um in europe or britain and france anyway it's it's print journalism which which is struggling because um you know of information that you can get on Facebook and Twitter and all these other kinds of things. Um, but if you look at the figures, it's actually like radio and television and podcasts in particular are really popular and growing um, amongst young people as a form of news consumption. So, and I also just think I'm more interested in, in the broadcast side of journalism, but also I, I don't think that part of the industry is struggling in the same way. I think it's much more the traditional print newspapers which are struggling. Um, but, you know, they are finding ways to survive with the apps and basically creating paywalls instead of using advertising revenue, um, apart from The Guardian, who relies on funds. Um, but I think it is, it is part of my consideration when I look to go into broadcast journalism, though, in that I, I know that the broadcast industry is 
economically doing a bit better. So, yeah, it's another reason that sort of steers me towards that rather than traditional print journalism, I would say. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? And this field is is a changing <laughs> changing world. Um, Natasha, it's been great to talk to you, and uh, thank you for coming on Sug Sound. And do you want to lastly plug your social media, backbenches, social media, plug away? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for having me on the show, and for anyone who's listening who is interested in journalism but you know doesn't really know how to get interested or get involved uh there is a website called backbench where you can write articles for free um and they'll upload them and you can get lots of readers and also we have backchat which is the podcast we've been talking about which you can also listen to for political explainers and other well it's just me talking really but hopefully informing people at the same time <laughs> and joshua godfrey who we had on the last episode wrote an article for backbench uh and that's how i found natasha that's yeah. how i found well i knew joshua anyway he was an ex-journalist um actually he's a really good contact maybe for you to have joshua godfrey um because he worked in okay he worked in print media but he has a journalism degree uh, cool. So yeah, that's someone. I'm plugging Joshua. I'm plugging you. I'm plugging you. Um, <laughs> we love. We love this. I was going to say it. we love plugging, but I was like, I'm not sure. I should be saying. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you. That interview, as well as Alex's a couple of weeks ago, was all about chasing dreams. It was having an aspiration, and it was having a goal, and working hard to get there. Doing little steps to get to the big thing you want, you want to achieve. That's the same for myself. That's the same for Natasha. And it's the same for Alex a couple of weeks ago. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed conducting it. And I hope Natasha enjoyed taking part in it. If you are an aspiring journalist or podcaster, please do tweet me, email me and get in touch and maybe come on the podcast as a guest and we can talk about your dreams, your aspirations and maybe, well, who knows, I might be looking for a co-host. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please do listen to Backbench UK's Backchat podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes as well as Natasha's Twitter and Next week is the third instalment of my homelessness mini-series, The Fight to Get Justice for Cardin Bamfield. I hope you'll join me on what is such an important campaign. I look forward to seeing you next week. Please do join in the conversation on social media. Our hashtag is SugSound. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter at HugoSug. And be sure to rate and subscribe so other people can find this podcast. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Sug Sound. Thank you for listening to this episode in the mini-series on homelessness on Sug Sound.